What's up, y'all? It's your man, Ernest. You love the same guy, different name, back again with another episode of the Ernest Thoughts Podcast. So, full transparency. Internet's been fucking up all day. Wi-Fi's been fucking up all day. Hopefully, it's good. It's been good for the past few hours. So, fingers crossed, things will be right and swell. I have Xfinity Internet. Um, I contacted them early this morning because I wake up early anyway. So I contacted them and apparently there was an unscheduled, just random internet outage or yeah, internet service outage for Xfinity users in my area. That's how, that's what it was explained to me. And the outage happened around two this morning. And for some reason, there was no update as, as to when this outage would continue. Uh, I mean, not continue, but when it will stop, right? I'm sitting there like, okay, why the f- fuck? I didn't get a response back either. I just wanted to know. And I didn't, I wasn't on the phone with this in, in, individual. I was, I contacted them through Twitter via DM, right? Um... So I'm sitting there thinking, <clears throat> well, I can ask them, why the fuck would, you, would y'all cut off the internet out of, let's just say thousands, users, paying customers. Why would you cut their internet off? I get it. It's two in the morning. So you're thinking most of them are asleep. <clears throat> I surely was one of them. The other people that live in this uh, apartment with me, we are surely a uh, 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 we were asleep at the time, or at least most of us, I believe, were asleep at the time as well. But in others out in our area, as they put it. But you don't know that's everybody. You can't account for everybody. I can't say because I'm asleep at 2.14 in the morning doesn't mean that yeah, everybody else in the world, or at least in my area, is asleep at 2.14 in the morning. You know, there's that. So, that was just weird. Boston is weird. But I won't have to deal with this weirdness much longer. More on that when things become a thing. But, uh, yeah, I just wanted to let y'all know, just in case something does happen. Because I am recording this on the Anchor app. Uh, If something does happen in between now and then, hopefully... I am able to continue to record. Hopefully, whatever file this ends up being is still a thing. And I'm not just talking for a reason. But with that being said, let's get into the first topic. So I don't keep burying the lead. And we're talking about the Joe Budden podcast drama. Now, I know when you talk about toxic niggas or everybody's favorite toxic niggas or just people with a cult-ish like following the dogs come out everybody comes out and they want to defend people and they want to talk they shit this and the third and I know me saying this right now there might be people who listen to the Joe Budden podcast and they're like well, why are you talking about it? If you don't even know what to say, you don't know what you're talking about, then you should shut your mouth. You should just listen and... 
Fam, let me tell y'all something. Number one, before I get into it, telling y'all something, let me just say this. I don't know 100% of what's going on. I know the gist of it, and it has to do with contractual agreements and money and shady shit possibly going on behind the scenes, allegedly. Now that that's out the way, let me tell y'all something. Number one, why the fuck are y'all calling yourselves grown-ass men or grown-ass women or grown-ass adults and following the fuck out of an old-ass immature 40-plus-year-old or these other 40-motherfucking-year-olds and 30 late-30-year-olds and, and they drama and hanging on to their word like it's gospel. People was calling Joe Budden the podfather. Yikes. But, let's continue. I mean, this ain't got nothing to do with some jealousy, some hatred of some podcast hatred. I used to like Joe Budden's podcast. I used to like Joe Budden in general. I think he's a great, oh, when he did rap, I think he, I thought he was a phenomenal rapper. Not even a great rapper. Phenomenal rapper. Rapping ability on motherfucking Pizzoin. The songs were cool. Dope dude. But he's flawed. And we're all flawed, but this is a man with flaws who doesn't necessarily know or understand how to go about these flaws. And he is somebody, and this is why I'm talking about this more so, is I feel like Joe Budden at this point is turning into the very thing that he hates. And it just goes to show that there there are real life examples. This doesn't just happen in the movies where where people ha- take on this crusade against the industry or this crusade against somebody or something, some entity. And then once they amass some type of power and some following, they end up becoming the very thing, the very entity that they hate. That doesn't just happen in the movies. It happens in real life. And I think Joe Budden is a is an example of that. Sadly. But I think he's an example from what I've heard from how what Rory and Maul are saying. And I'm not taking sides here. I could care less about what two other grown men are going through with their finances and shit. No disrespect to them. But I got my own finances to worry about. Rory and Maul are still better off financially than I am. At this moment. That's what the fuck I'm worried about. And no, I'm not trying to make much money so I can surpass Rory and Maul. I'm trying to make as much money as them. Possibly even Joe Budden money. (laughs) But I don't want to have to screw over friends and screw over people to make that type of money. You know? I don't want to become the very thing or very entity or the very person that I get on this podcast and talk hella shit about and say, you are a trash individual. You're wrong in this, that, and the third. I don't want to become that. Because I don't think I could live with myself, honestly, if I were to talk hella shit about somebody, right? Or some type of people. And then, you know, people catch me in the future and they're like, wow, Ernest, you really changed into the the assholes that you hate 
the assholes that you spent all this time talking hella shit about on your podcast and other platforms and now you're that. So, from what I heard, there's this deal, there, they, you know, there's deals going on, um, JB says, you know, there's a, there's a contractual deal or whatever that Rory and Maul get a certain amount of, get a certain percentage of the money that the podcast makes. Right, they get a certain percentage. They don't get, they don't get, you know, I don't know. They just get a certain percentage, and Joe gets the rest, I believe. I think Rory just wanted to look into the books. Him and Maul or whatever, they just wanted to look into the books and look into where the money was going, how it's being spent, and how much they are getting. Joe internalized that and said, you all are accusing me. Y'all don't trust me. And this, that, and the third. And these are dudes who simply just wanted to see, listen, I want to look into the books. Now, people are going to say, put yourself in Joe's shoes. Put yourself in their shoes. My thing is, if you have nothing to hide, if I'm in business with anybody, I'm speaking about for me. If I'm in business with anybody and I'm not doing shady shit on the low, sure, as annoyed as I might be for them to keep asking me to show them the numbers and show them the books, this, that, and the third, but if I know in my heart of hearts, I'm not doing anything shady, and again, I'm not accusing Joe and saying he is doing something shady, but it seems hella shady if you're getting upset people are asking to see the books, people who are part of the show, people who are part of the reason why the show is making money, the show is as big as possible, people can say, well, I didn't come here for Joe, I mean, I didn't come here for Rory and Ma, I came here for Joe, or Ma don't be saying nothing anyways, and blase, blase, blah, y'all can say all that bullshit, y'all can say all that bullshit you want, you can say all of that. That doesn't take away what Maul and Rory did for the show all the years the show has been running with the three of them together. Therefore, they have every right. And no matter how annoying it, if if Rory and Maul did a show with me, right? Yeah, I could be annoyed that every single month they're asking me to see, let's see the books. Let's see how much money we really made. That would be annoying, but if I have nothing to hide, I'm going to let them see the books. I'm going to let their lawyers, their accountants see the books. If I have nothing to hide, it just looks fishy fishy on Joe's part. That he's getting this upset and he's doing what he does all the time. He internalizes things and turns it around and makes it a, a you're attacking me type thing. He does this a lot. That's one of the things that turned me away from Joe Budden. Something I noticed a long time ago, long before this situation. There'd be situations they discuss on the podcast, situations he's talked about in interviews, and just in general, where he would, I'm like, Joe, this is your fault. This is your fault. And it seemed as though his idea of holding himself accountable 
is saying, yeah, I shouldn't have been in a situation like that. Without actually acknowledging his part in those situations. But him just simply saying, yeah, I shouldn't be in situations like that. No fucking shit. Nobody should be in situations like that. That's not holding yourself accountable. That's simply just acknowledging the the ugliness of the situation. Nobody wants to be in ugly situations. Therefore, people are going to say, yeah, I don't want to be or I shouldn't have been in this ugly situation. Because ain't nobody trying to be in ugly situations. That's not holding yourself accountable for your part in the ugly situation. And he has a hard time at doing that. And he never used to always be like, there was a time where Joe actually could identify his, 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 um, his part in whatever fucked up situations. But then it seemed as though as he got older, as he got bigger, as the fame got more to his head, so came out the, the asshole, I guess. I don't want to say so came out the more, the, 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 I guess the real Joe Budden or whatever. Because I still don't know him personally. But you know they say. Money just reveals who people really are. So if you see somebody act a certain way with the amount of money they get. That's their true nature. That's what they say. I'm not saying I've seen that happen. To anybody that I know personally. I don't know rich ass niggas. All I know is from what people have told me. And from what (laughs) they say. Whoever they are. So. As long long with uh, as much. What am I trying to say here? I'm trying to talk about the drama per se. And I think I already did that. I already covered that. I, I, it's it's messy as hell. If dudes want to see the papers, show them the papers. Now, if there was no wrongdoing on your end, Joe, and I know he's not listening to this or probably not listening to this. If there's no wrong end doing on his part, and they wanted to take you to court, let the court decide that. Then I can understand why you'd be mad at uh, Rory and Maul and stuff. It's like, all right, you took me to court. Let's see what the court decides. If the numbers show that there's no foul play at all, that they agreed to something and then they just got upset because now they're regretting their agreement that they had, but they didn't, instead of going to you like grown-ass men and saying, yeah, let's retalk this agreement that we once had um they want to do it the ugly way and the messy way by accusing you of doing something wrong when in actuality they just don't like their slice of the pie now and instead of saying that they simply just want to say you're doing something wrong and you're wronging them and then again you take that out into court and if we are going based off of the justice system actually being fair and just Joe, Joe, Joe Biden. Yeah, if Joe Biden, if you're not fucking guilty of raping Tara Reid and all those other women, 
go through the justice system and if we're actually going through the justice system that is fair and unbiased and stuff then you would have no problem you'd be confident that the judge would be on your side biden but back to the other jb another jb another creep with the initials j and b joe budden if you're that confident that you're not doing shit to these men's numbers you're not stealing from them you're not doing it if you're that confident and they wanted to take you to court because I'm not sure if they wanted to or not but if they wanted to take you to court if I was that confident I'd be fucking do it let's go then never bend never break motherfucker never fold let's go let's go to court Let's see what the judge says. Because I know the truth. And if the truth doesn't prevail the first time, somehow you fool the judge, I'm fucking appealing, and then we going at it again. And I'm going to continue fighting this because ain't no way in hell I'm going to let the lie defeat me. Sounds hella dramatic, but if it had to go that way, then it has to go that way. But handling it the way that it did was messy anyway. I'd rather go through the mess and still look like a mature adult at the end of the day and then not. This is not a situation that makes Joe Budden looks look good as you know a human being, as in a grown ass. Damn near 40 year old man. I'm just keeping it real. Because that's what we do over here. And again. It wasn't just this situation. It was just other situations in general. And just me losing interest. In the sh- the, the podcast. And it wasn't just because of Joe. The other two played a part in that as well. I just didn't care for much. About the shit they was discussing. In fact. I didn't care about it at all. I just said I didn't care much about it just to be nice, but to be real, I didn't care about what the fuck they were talking about at all. They weren't talking about shit. If they weren't, they they weren't praising Jay-Z just because they were talking about some industry shit or some Instagram models or some other shit I just did not care about. They called themselves a music podcast, but wait until the last 10 minutes of every three hour long episode to play songs for one another and they can play guest that artists or introduce each other to new artists and stuff cool but the last 10 minutes of your podcast does not constitute for a music podcast simply because all three of y'all are somehow associated with the music industry whether you are an artist or some A&R or some music promoter or pr- club promoter no disrespect but that was just another chatty patty podcast. Like a lot of them are. But that's not my cup of tea when it comes to podcasting. I, well, there's one podcast I listen to in there, chatty patty ish, but their discussions are, for the most part, mature. And they're about shit that I actually care about. Not who's fucking who, not, not which IG model they fucking. Not why Jay-Z's the great. That's great. I don't care. 
But that's all I had to say about that situation. Um, y'all can feel however you want to feel if you're listening to it right now. This is not coming from some place of hate, some podcast hate, whatever. And for those who are going to, uh, I, I want to address this real quick because we're going to bring up Charlemagne anyways later on within this uh, episode. But for those who wanted to, who are praising Charlemagne, the idiots out there are praising Charlemagne. Charlemagne called it. He said the both though by the podcast. We're gonna break up. He's just a couple years too late, but he called there. Charlemagne is not some prophet. First of all, Charlemagne been wishing Joe Budden's downfall for the longest. I I brought this up before on this podcast many times before. Charlemagne's one of them fake-ass friends that when you're hot, he wants to work with you. But when something goes wrong, he is the one talking hella shit about you. I know about them motherfuckers all too well. When it seems like you're you're bubbling and you're doing something and stuff, uh, that's when they want to... They want you to come on their shows. They want to talk to you. They want to collab with you and all that other BS, right? But then when it doesn't seem... Now, I've never been in no drama that Joe has been. Thankfully, right? Um, Crazy is... He's only 10 years older than me and his birthday is a day before mine. So you figured we'd be the same nigga. (laughs) If you're into astrology and all that shit, right? And at moments, this is why I like Joe in the past. At moments, I saw myself in him. The aspect of being independent. I I, I saw that and I love that about him. The aspect of, of him, um, that was pretty much it. The, the independent mindset, the independent um, thinker, doer, um, the, the the support of creativity and the support of being create support of creators in general especially independent creators independent creativity I love that aspect about him and that's it when he's not talking about that shit I don't listen to him but to go back on Charlemagne again Charlemagne is not a prophet Charlemagne did not a broken clock is twice is is right twice a day. That was just that one time that Charlemagne was right. And again, he was five years too late. You know, now not all prophecies happen instantly like this and stuff. They don't happen within the next five seconds, the next five minutes, the next five hours. But he was saying that out of just pure bitch ass hate Trust me, from someone who knows how to read people, that was just Charlemagne being a bitch ass hater. Because Charlemagne wanted to work with Joe Joe but uh, Joe Budden numerous of times. He has worked with Joe Budden numerous of times on different projects. They just fucking failed. They failed because they were just nobody cared about them. That this year sucks slash trash show that they were supposed to have. Every single, it was supposed to be an annual thing him and Joe did, I believe at the end of every year or toward the end of every year, and they would both talk about the year in general in pop culture, right? That flopped because no one cared about what the fuck they had to say. No one cared. But why would you want to then work with somebody you feel is unworkable? That you can't work with. 
He's always, oh, Joe, he, everything he touches, it goes away. So then you wanted to work with him. But everything he touches fucks up. So why would you want to work with him? Sounds like you were just making comments out of hate. Sounds like you wanted to cause a rift between uh, Joe Budden and his former friends. Because you didn't want his podcast to blow up more than Brilliant Idiots. Another podcast I used to listen to. So they started talking about some bullshit. And then I stopped. That's exactly what it was, people. Don't don't take that as him trying to be some fucking prophet or, you know, him knowing something behind the scenes that we all didn't know. Nah, I highly, 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 highly doubt that the two members of the Joe Budden podcast that care nothing about Charlemagne, especially Maul, who don't really fuck with Charlemagne, ended up telling him their behind-the-scenes beef with Joe Budden or some tensions they had they had with Joe Budden. And then Joe Budden, I mean, not Joe Budden, Charlemagne, uh, was like, yeah, your podcast is not going to last. You know, a little birdie told me, or two little birdies told me something. I'm not going to name these birds, but you know what I'm saying? But they told me something. And um, yeah, your podcast is not going to last, bro. But go ahead and do this show with me, even though I think that everything you touch turns into trash and you ruin everything that you touch. But go ahead and work with me because I want to build off the hype that you have right now. Yeah, fuck out of here. They ain't got shit, man. Stop it, people. Stop being so goddamn gullible. All right, we're going to get into the next topic, so stay tuned. Alright, so this second topic here was one that I, as I said, was going to discuss last weekend, Um, but then I was just too upset simply because of my former short-term job. By the way, I quit that job, you know, probably story time in the future, Um, or probably not because I don't want to relive moments like that, but who knows, who knows. Anyways, um, we back, we back to not working, <laughs> or at least we back to being a full-time entrepreneur, so not even, not, not to say that y'all's donating motherfucking shit before, but if you want to support me and what I do here, just support me in general and help me, you know, make way description box below is where you can donate paypal um if i remember to put the liberator pay link down there you should also be this be able to see a support link uh, or link that says support this podcast or whatever um any amount is appreciated um so yeah feel free to do all of that you know i usually save that for the end but i thought It'd be appropriate to bring that up again right now. And I'm going to say it again at the end just because. So this topic is not about that. Obviously, this topic is about police once again. And me just talking shit about the police. Why? Because I can. It's my podcast. 
Um, you don't like it, fast forward, rewind, and listen to me talk shit about Joe Biden. Uh, well, Joe Biden and Joe Biden again. Listen to a former podcast where I talk about Joe Biden, um, if you want to. And if you don't like me talking shit about Joe Biden, there's plenty of podcasts that I've had talking shit about Donald Trump. In fact, I started the Earnest Thoughts podcast in 2017. Trump's presidency was still around in 2017. So from 2017 to 2020, you have three years of me talking shit about Donald Trump. Go back and listen to those episodes if you really can't stand the rain and you can't stand people talking about Joe Biden, Joe Budden, Joe Mama, Joe Cox. So do that. Anyways, I just, I had this question. I thought this would be a silly slash thought provoking topic to discuss. Um, and I have the title here, useless cops. Now we can talk about the use of cops and stuff and how a lot of the job is possibly useless, um, but we're not doing it here. I, this isn't, this, this segment is not necessarily meant to be super serious. There is a point to it, but it's not supposed to be super serious, but it is a question nonetheless that I would like for it to be answered. So I'm walking, you know, I'm going for my walk. This is a couple weeks ago, going for my walks. I walk by, I walk by this street. Now this street for a few weeks ago was getting worked on like crazy. Um, and first, before this situation I'm about to detail, they were getting light poles and, uh, not light poles, but they were look, working on one of the electrical boxes. And then there was dudes going underground. Um, and I think they were working on the street lights in that area, right? There were cops there, obviously. Um, well, I'll say obviously. It might not be obviously for some folks. Uh, but there were cops there. Now, people could say, well, the cops were there because they needed to do the crosswalker thing. You know, they want, they needed to tell people to stop and go, all that stuff. Yeah. Or you can just hire an actual crosswalker. I mean, I see those individuals all the time. And although they get their training at police stations, they're not necessarily police officers. Yeah. Police officers get that training as well to do that. And in fact, it's not hard to do that. I have done stuff like that before. And I am not a cop. Thankfully. So, you know, it's not it's not difficult. But, um... I, all I'm saying is there was no need for men with guns to be surrounding construction workers and electric electricians and like electricianists, electricians, people who, who work with electricity and lights and shit. There was no need for guys with guns to go surround them and watch them do their job. Or look at the area while they're doing their job. And again, people could say, who's going to do the play crosswalk? Me, nigga. I told you I got experience with that. You just, you could have, you could have asked me. You could have hired me for that. You know what I'm saying? I would have at least done it for the 15 an hour. You know? 
you willing to pay me more, go ahead. But the very least, give me 15 an hour. I would have been crosswalker uh, Ernie for the fucking day while they did their job until they left and then I can go home. Get my money first, but then go home. You know, the second situation happened on the same street. But this was a tree this time that was being worked on. And when I say worked on, I mean it was being cut. Um, one of the branches for some reason. And it wasn't like this branch was causing a nuisance. It's just, you know, what the city does. Ruin nature and shit. Because that's what the United States does. But then they want to capitalize off of Green Day or Earth Day. And go green and... But you want to cut branches off of trees for, for no fucking apparent reason other than because you got a chainsaw because you got a guy who can use a chainsaw to do it. But there was a guy, there was a cop there present while this one man was cutting off a tree. Now, I as I walked right past, this is these are two separate days, by the way. Two separate dates within the same month. But basically on the same street. So I walked past this day. This day I walked past the that guy. The chainsaw guy. You know the tree killer. (laughs) Yeah. The tree killer. So I walked past the tree killer and the black man killer. Right. Or the black people killer. So, a tree killer and a black people killer walk into a bar right now. But seriously, I walk past the tree killer and the black people killer. And I think to myself, not a wonderful world, but I think to myself, why is there a police officer, a guy with a gun, present Watching and watching the area where a man with a chainsaw who's responsible for cutting trees, killing trees, is 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 cutting a tree, right? A tree branch. Or tree trunk, because this wasn't some just twiggy twig that you don't need to train chainsaw for all that. Um, so a tree trunk, right? Um... You know, why, 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 why cut the tree? But I'm not, we're not talking about the tree killer right now. We're talking about the black people killer. Why was the uh, cop present needed? Now I started again, just like with the, um, the electrician and construction worker situation, right? Um, I started to think of reasons because with me, when I ask my, when I have these conversations with myself, right? When I think about a lot of this shit, especially the ones I'm going to discuss on the podcast, I like to have these inner conversations with myself where I will ask a question and then answer the question, not only from my own thought process, but the possible thought process of somebody else. So with the, this situation, the tree cutting situation, I was thinking, well, maybe the cop is needed because if people, especially environmentalists, saw this man, now I consider myself an environmentalist to some extent, 
but I wasn't, I'm not one of these super extremists where I was going to go up to the man and chainsaw myself to the tree or to the tree trunk or do something and, and attack the man for killing the tree. I'm just going to make fun of him for killing the tree. But, you know, I was thinking, well, maybe there will be, uh, this is a liberal town, you know, um, there are some, your traditional white crazy liberals here, um, Antifa is present here as well, um, so maybe if they saw this man cutting a tree trunk down, they would attack him, and this is why we needed one guy with a gun there because he would be he's protecting the tree killer you know the black people killers protecting the tree killer right the tree killer wasn't black by the way it's two white guys you know um so maybe maybe that was the case is what i'm saying but then i started thinking why would anybody's mind go to that extreme? Because when you go to those extremes, you start excusing the presence of cops being everywhere and needed in, in places where, and in actuality, they're not needed at all. You know, when we talk about, uh, you know, police reform and when people talk about it, they talk about, you know, in situations where, especially if it's a homeless individual or someone on drugs or whatever, or someone who is suicidal or having an uh, out, outbreak or something, and you know, 911 is called, there needs to be social workers and, and mental health workers present in those situations. Not a guy with a gun, you know? So I start to think about not even just extreme situations such as that, but situations like something as innocent as killing a tree. <laughs> something as innocent as fixing an electrical box, you know? Why are there people with guns in those areas, right? And this whole idea people have about cops being in dangerous, quote-unquote, dangerous areas, studies have shown the more cops in these areas, the higher the crime has gone up or the more, um, you know, danger, it, dangerous those areas, quote-unquote, become. Uh, because, not because they're out here just busting people left and right, because they're catching people. It's because they're starting shit. They're in these areas and they're starting shit. And they're they're starting the crimes. And since they're the ones who have the laws on their side, of course, when you start something, you start some shit and the law's on your side, you're not gonna be the one that is prosecuted for starting the shit. You have the ability to charge whoever with the crime, although you started it. So don't get these stats fucked up, people. 
I say that and people are still going to believe what they want to believe, but y'all can look into it your damn self. I ain't got the stats present and not in this episode at least, but it's out there. Go check it out yourself. I'm not one of these people that's just going to say things just to say them because they proved my point or because I want it to be true. You got the wrong podcast. I talk about shit that I don't want to be true on a weekly, if not every week, because it's not on a weekly, but oftentimes on this podcast. This podcast from, from the very beginning of this podcast. I've talked about things that I didn't necessarily want to be true, but I still covered them because it's what reality is, and that's what this podcast is about. Reality from somebody speaking his mind it's really that simple but that's pretty much the question I I wanted to oppose with this segment and what I wanted to talk about like I said um, I thought it was a good question to ask Um, I thought it was a good discussion piece as well to probably get those who are interested at least in if you're really interested in this idea of police reform, if that's your thing, or even if you're someone that wants to abolish the police, hey, I'm with you. Police abolitionist shirts and, 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 and all this other stuff, hoodies, tank tops, description box below, hit up the merch store. You'll find some gear. I got some a lot of anti-cop stuff in there, or at least I'm going to add some more there, but you'll, you'll see it. You'll see it. Check it out for yourself. That's all I'm going to say. But even if you're not that extreme and you just want to talk about police reform, cool. I'm willing to hear you out as well because at least it's better than the shit that we have now. If you're talking about the real reform, of course, it's better than the shit that we have now. Well, let's talk about the presence of these police officers and where that presence should be truly allocated to and what it is now. Simple as that. We're going to get into the last topic after you hear this little break. So uh, stay tuned. So this last topic, I don't think it's going to be too long, but you know me, or if you know me by now, I say that and I end up being a 25 minute or even more. So as I always say, I'm going to get things, I'm going to just keep talking until I get things off my chizayas and uh, it's what it's going to be. So let's talk about Kwame Brown. Kwame Brown, former NBA player, former number one draft pick. He didn't necessarily live up to the hype at all of the number one draft pick. Um, To put it bluntly, underwhelming NBA career as far as statistics show. But still a good dude from what I've seen. Still a a knowledgeable brother. Still a charismatic guy. Just a good person in general seems this way. So to me... 
that's what matters more his character who he is um than just the five points that he put up for the most of his career um and uh or six points i believe he put up for the most of his career his best years he only averaged or best year i believe it was only a year but he only averaged 10 points a game either or you know again not wow worthy stats and i'm saying that as you know someone who is a fan of the game and just someone speaking objectively but these aren't these are not you know reasons to continuously bully somebody granted again like i said he didn't necessarily live up to the hype of who he was um, when he was drafted at 17 years old in, in the NBA. He didn't live up to it. We get that. Um, but he, again, seemed like a really cool dude. Um, seemed like someone that I would get along with. Very knowledgeable about things other than basketball, of course. So it's always good to see that. And um, strong black man. You know how we love our strong brothers over here in the Earnest Thoughts podcast, you know, so and our strong sisters, too. But, you know, we're talking about a a black man, not a black woman, you know, Uh, but shout out to your strong brothers and sisters out there, kings and queens and all that, you know, and the strong others out there, you know, those who don't identify with a gender, but they strong and black. I still fuck with y'all, too. So Kwame Brown. He, he, he's talking about a lot of folks. Um, I'm not going to go into depth about the drama because I don't, again, this is not the Chatty Patty podcast. Um, this is me chiming in on things. That's it. Earnest thoughts. Me sharing my honest and earnest thoughts. Um, that's it. That's that. Um, but he's, he, he's basically... On this, he's he's been going back. He's been going at individuals who spent years, decades, twenty years, twenty plus years, talking bad about him, you know. And he stayed quiet. He stayed silent for all these years. And I guess he finally decided, you know what? Enough is enough. Twenty years of taking this. Enough is enough. I'm going at next now. And you know what? I ain't mad at him for doing that. First of all, you're not going to talk shit about me for 20 minutes. And 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 throw my name in the dirt. And think that I, especially if, if I know about it. Let me put it that way. Now, if you do it behind my back and I don't know about it, obviously I'm not going to say anything because I don't know about it. But if I know about it, me knowing me, you're not going to get away with doing that for 20 damn minutes, let alone 20 years. That's a whole lot of minutes. A whole lot of minutes I ain't doing the math on, but you get the point. That's a whole lot of 20 minutes out there for 20 years. You know, all those 20 minutes is for the past 20 years. People have been, and it wasn't an all day affair is what I'm saying, but add up all the times within the past 20 years. That people have been talking mess about Kwame Brown. Disrespecting Kwame Brown. That's a lot of time being used. That could have been used to speak light. And to, uh, you know, speak high of Kwame Brown. Despite of 
his NBA performance or encouraging words of Kwame Brown or simply just praising somebody else. Because it wasn't like once Kwame got drafted and all the other people within his draft class or people just in general drafted right after Kwame, you know, um, you know, just the NBA just lost talent. Nah, it's not like we never got a Kevin Durant a LeBron James, you know, a, you know, with all these greats and stuff, you know, Steph Curry and all that, Clay Thompson. It's never like we got any of these dudes that were drafted right after Kwame. Years, years, years after Kwame. It's not like we ain't never had any of them dudes in the NBA to praise about. Them dudes that deserve the praise that they get on the daily or weekly basis. However often they're getting praised. It ain't like we ain't never got that in an NBA after Kwame. It just went downhill. Kwame was the first of many downhill draftees in the NBA. Everybody trashed. There ain't no Jason Tatums out there. And nah, it ain't like these guys, Steph, Jason Tatum, KD, LeBron, these guys don't exist apparently because of one man, Kwame Brown. That's not the reality of it. The reality is, yes, Kwame Brown is... He's, he's an underwhelming first draft pick. But he's a grown man at the end of the day. He's a man that was in the league for 13 years. And although it wasn't a pretty eventful stat-wise... 13 years for him. He's still someone that was able to live the dreams of the NBA player that he did. Accomplish that. Why not look at that and say, you know what? He wasn't necessarily the best number one draft pick or the best player in general. But here's a guy who came from this background and he, 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 he worked hard enough to get drafted number one. And sure, it didn't play out as much as we all would have hoped to. But this is a man who still ended up in the NBA, lasted it for as long as he did, and, and lived out his dreams. Coming from where he's from. So... I think that was the story that a lot of his former teammates, a lot of former NBA players should have focused on. But of course not, because that's not what brings the numbers. That's not what brings the attention. The shit talking does. That sports culture in general, shit talking is what brings in the numbers and it's what we do. We may not mean you, but that's what the sports world does. But I think it's crazy how people are, and I've seen this story many times before, as someone who was bullied, it is always the individual who's getting bullied being told that they are taking it too far. Not telling the bullies that they should stop. Not telling the bullies that they are taking it too far. But it, it's, the, it's always when the responder and the funny thing is, I was just reading this tweet. 
me go see if I can find it, actually. This is like uh, one of those meant to be type moments because I was just reading this tweet. Somebody responded to somebody. No, I'm a, I'm a paraphrase this person. Um, and when I say paraphrase, I'm reading the second half of their tweet. Nobody sees the first punch, just the response punch. I had to like that. I had to like that because people always, always, they know what the fuck is going on. They see the first punch. They just ignore it. But they respond, they respond to the response saying, hey, whoa, you took it too far. Hey, whoa, that was. And Kwame is not going around. As much as people can say now he's being the bully, just messing with people. He's going around punching people that punched him. Or throwing shots at people who threw shots at him. He's not going around just talking shit about individuals just because. That's what a bully does. A bully just picks targets either discriminately or indiscriminately and starts fucking with them. Kwame is not just going around discriminating on people or indiscriminating on people and saying, I'm going to fuck with you because I'm fucking with you. He's literally just responding to people who said something about him. Charlemagne said something about him. He's responded back. Stephen A. Smith said something about him. He's responding back. Matt Barnes said something about him. Stephen Jackson said something about him. All these other individuals. Jamel Hill said something about him. He is literally punching back at those who are punching at him. And you know what? You know this is an anti-bullying podcast. You know this is a fight back back podcast here. If you listening to this podcast and you thinking I'm going to give the advice to Kwame and anybody else if they go high, if they go low, you go high. This ain't the Michelle Obama podcast. I Go listen to that if you want advice on going going low. I mean, going high when people go low like this. Now, do I want people to be better? Do I advocate for people to be better? And when I say people, I mean myself, but people in general. Yes, absolutely. But this is a situation to where I don't see, I don't see where Kwame would be wrong at all. I'm trying to see it, honestly. I don't see where he'd be wrong at all. Now, people are saying the things that he's saying are wrong. You cannot bully somebody and then tell them what they can't say, what they can and cannot say, how they can and cannot respond to the bullying. The fuck kind of bullshit is that? It's always the oppressors, the abusers trying to tell somebody how they should respond to their abuse, tell someone how they should respond to their oppression. I'm not saying Charlemagne, Matt Barnes, and all of them are oppressing. Absolutely not. But I'm making the point that within these situations where you have oppressor versus the the oppressed, bully versus the one being bullied, 
you always had the individuals who either side with the oppressors or side with the bullies because they are the oppressors or they are the bullies telling the victims, whatever that title is, how to respond, when to respond, and if they should or shouldn't respond. And nine times out of 10, it's don't respond. But if you are going to respond, respond this way. And it's always in a way that doesn't fix the problem at all. It's not in a way that tells the oppressor or the bully to stop doing what they're doing. It's in a way that doesn't necessarily hold the individual who's doing the wrongdoing accountable for anything at all. But it's supposed to be this nice gesture of turning the other cheek essentially that's what it boils down to yeah i ain't there yet i ain't perfect y'all i ain't there yet i'm knowledgeable enough to admit that i ain't there yet i don't know if i'll ever be there maybe i will in some instances i can say that i am the turn to the other g because it ain't worth it type not in a situation like this People made me the laughing stock, the talking shit point for over 20 years. Like I, I told you, I wasn't going to even last 20 minutes. What makes you think of my last 20 years of silence? Got me fucked up. I'll give you 20 seconds. I'll give you 20 seconds. I can be the butt of some joke for 20 seconds. 20 minutes though. Yeah, that's when words are coming out. And if it's got to come out, that's when they coming out too. Kwame ain't doing nothing wrong over here. You got Charlemagne bitch ass once again. This is why I have zero respect for this man. This man, the same day he put out an apology. I believe it was the same day too. Because I know he would do something conniving like this. The same day he put out this fake ass performative apology to Kwame Brown about him talking shit about him he sends him a cease and desist letter and why is he sending him a cease and desist letter to Kwame Brown it's because Kwame brought up the rape slash sexual assault allegations of a minor that Charlemagne has People almost got Charlemagne about the paint for that years ago. That's when I stopped fucking with him. And then he just became a dirty motherfucker. And the more creep, the, the more of a creep he got exposed, the more I just stopped fucking with him. And then I just saw through all the other bullshit. But literally, you're going to send somebody that you apologize on your radio show publicly to to put on this performance of you're being you're taking the high road you're being the more mature guy but behind the scenes you're suing this man because he brought up a situation that you're very touchy about because you don't want the truth to come out the alleged truth to come out so much for taking the high road you're performing this bitch come on y'all this is the dude y'all be idolizing how can you respect that I can respect somebody like that. In front of the cameras and in front of everybody, they put on this act that I'm being the bigger person and I'm apologizing. Behind the scenes, though, 
they're suing your ass. Or they're sending letters saying if you do if you keep talking about this very touchy subject that I don't want you to talk about because it makes me look bad because you brought it up because I was talking shit about you so then you decided to bring up something dirty about my past if you talk about that thing again I will sue you but in front of the cameras I'm gonna make it look like we we uh, I'm cool like we're like I am like I I'm apologizing to you but just know behind closed doors this apology don't mean shit but in front of the cameras I want to look good this is this your king people these the type of motherfuckers you wanna champion and talk about they some real niggas if that's what a real nigga is color me a fake one cause goddamn. anyways just like I was saying before man I don't know how how many how much more clear I can make myself Kwame keep doing your thing Keep doing your thing. Um, again, I see him talk about more than just the drama. Talk about more than just this other BS. He's got his own YouTube channel. He's 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 interviewing people. He's talking about other more serious subjects as well. So, do your thing, bro. Do your thing and fuck the haters. You know what I'm saying? You got me. You got me as a fan. You know, not and it's I'm not saying I'm a fan of what you did on a basketball court, but you got me as a fan in general. That's the thing. I don't hold athletes and and say they're just that. I can be a fan of somebody who play a professional sports sport simply because of what they've done outside of it. Colin Kaepernick is a perfect example. I was I didn't really care for what he was doing on the football field. He wasn't that impressive to me he was good don't get me wrong he was good but he wasn't like a top quarterback to me he wasn't like the, he brought this, the Niners to the Super Bowl I believe or not the Super uh, did he bring them to the Super Bowl once it's been a while but I know he's he, he did wonders for this uh, 49ers when he was playing he wasn't the best but again, what he did and how who he is as an individual, that's what I'm a fan of. And that's the stuff I hold more than the talent that one possesses on a court, a field, or whatever arena they play this sport in. That's what I hold more important. You might be different. That's okay. But don't go based off of, um, don't base your standards of how you value an athlete or not or a person who plays a sport professionally. Don't throw your values on my on me and I won't do the same for you. Simple as that. That's all I got to say and that is the end of this episode. Another great episode of the Earnest Thoughts podcast and the books. Appreciate you for listening. Hopefully you listen to all three topics. If not, that's perfectly fine. I appreciate you for listening in general. General. Subscribe to the podcast if you're not subscribed. 
share this episode out, share this podcast out. Please rate the podcast as well, wherever you're listening to this, especially on Apple and Spotify. But wherever you can rate this podcast, please give it preferably the highest rating possible. But you can rate it however much you want to, even if it's a super low rating. And if you want to support in other ways, monetarily is another way you can support this podcast. Hit the link in the description box below, as I was saying. That'll take you to PayPal. There's another link as well, or should be another link as well. That's a support tab. Um, and if I do not forget the LiberaPay link, that would be down there as well. Hit that link up. These are ways where you can support the podcast. And even if you're not, you just want to donate on Cash App, hit me up and I'll let you know my Cash App name. Twitter name is in the description box below. Instagram is in the description box below. So just send me a message there. And uh, yeah, I'll, I'll send you my cash app. But until next time, until next episode, stay black if you are black. Stay beautiful. Black lives matter. LGBTQIA lives matter. Trans lives matter. Black trans women matter. Black trans men matter. Black women matter. Black men matter. And you matter. And I'm out. Peace.